there. You are listening to IWG Radio, the place to be for all of your wellness needs. Hosted by functional medicine physician, Dr. Nicole Rivera. We just want to take a moment to thank you so much for listening and just let you know that any of the information that is provided is strictly for an educational resource and is not intended to diagnose or treat any conditions. The lifestyle interventions discussed should not be used as a substitute for any type of conventional medical therapy. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Nicole and I am here with Jess Hickman, practitioner assistant here at Integrative Wellness Group. And uh, we're going to be talking about infection-induced neurological conditions. And this is something just so significant because a large part of our practice is treating uh, different patients that deal with Lyme disease as well as Lyme-related um, co-infections. And another aspect of our practice is really helping people with very strategic detoxification. And if that means it's detoxification from heavy metals, uh, maybe because they have mercury fillings, or if that's because of pesticides or, or even a workplace that they worked in that they were exposed to some type of chemicals. Um, so it's really helping people to get clarity as to why they might be dealing with certain neurological involvement and then helping to peel away those layers to, to get them feeling better. So Dr. Nicole, um, can you tell us a little bit about the symptoms that may indicate that someone could be suffering from an infection-induced neurological issue? Yeah, so with uh, infection-induced neurological issues, uh, there's Booker, he was saying hi to everyone. <laughs> but I, I guess I want to go a little bit more in detail in relation to what this really means. And when we're talking about infections, this could be a combination of what I mentioned before with Lyme, uh, which is technically classified as Borrelia, as well as Bartonella, which is what they call cat scratch fever, which is a very common co-infection to Lyme's disease. But in addition to that, we are also dealing with uh, parasite issues. And I, I did a whole video series on some of the pathogens we're exposed to and parasites I included. Because um, many people, when we have a conversation about parasites, they're like, well, I don't understand because I haven't traveled or went to Mexico or went to South America and I didn't get sick and I didn't drink the water. And unfortunately, it's too easy to get parasites nowadays, especially with the consumption of sushi, uh, just raw fish in general. But also, even just with our food supply, our farming industry has changed quite a bit and we hear the term antibiotic-free when we're purchasing our poultry and, and red meat, and we're not always taking that step back to say, well, well why? Why is it antibiotic-free? And one of the reasons is because a lot of these animals are not in the best conditions, and they are battling their own infections. Unfortunately, we assume that their infections are bacterial, hence why we're using antibiotics, but uh, these animals are in very close quarters and not to be super graphic, but they are in close quarters of each other's feces. And that is a huge part of this parasite epidemic. Uh, so it is something that we're getting exposed to through food. And it does not always mean that you're getting, you know, violently ill after a meal. So this is two big, big parts of the puzzle when we're talking about what infections, number one. And when it comes to the symptoms, like Jess asked, it's really can be all over the map. We could be dealing with neurological involvement that's maybe creating pain. So that might mean nerve pain, sciatica, it could be fibromyalgia. 
We could be dealing with brain fog, the inability to concentrate, which can also be known as ADD or even ADHD, which includes the hyperactivity component. Uh, and then it could be more on the severe end of the spectrum and dealing with uh, autism, Asperger's, uh, and then even getting into the autoimmune world of multiple sclerosis. So it really can vary patient to patient. There can be that patient that's just saying like, I just can't think, I cannot remember things like I used to. And then there are other patients that are battling you know, bipolar, schizophrenia, depression, and are being supported through medication because it's so severe. And with that being said, it really depends on what part of the brain is being compromised, what type of infections are we talking about, what type of toxins are we talking about, and also how long has it been going on. You mentioned toxins. Um, how does toxicity affect these different issues? Well, toxicity, it's, it's kind of goes back to a similar conversation about the parasites. It's Toxicity is one of those things that patients also often ask well, where the heck am I getting exposed to these things? Because oftentimes we're evaluating the body for heavy metals, which includes like aluminum, cadmium, mercury, barium, things that you've maybe never even heard of. And just mercury alone, I know a lot of pregnant women get told don't eat fish when you're, when you're pregnant. And part of that is the mercury. And the larger the fish, the larger the amount of mercury that can be within the, uh, the tissue. So fish is one part of the puzzle. When we're also dealing with mercury, we're dealing with um, silver fillings that are in the teeth. And many of my patients usually reply when I ask them, do you have sil silver fillings in uh, your teeth? They say, oh, I've had these forever since I was a kid. Or they respond with, I had them all removed. And my next question is, is, well, how did you have them removed? Did you have them removed by a biological dentist? And they usually respond with, I don't know what that means. So primarily, the longer you have your amalgam fillings, your silver fillings, uh, the more likely they are to crack, detach from your tooth, and give off more vapor that is very close to your brain. And number two is when you get your amalgams removed by someone who is not trained as a biological dentist, you actually take the risk of releasing massive amounts of vapor that can affect the brain negatively. And again, I'm not, this doesn't mean that you're going to, you know, literally not be able to think after you have your amalgams removed, but you might notice that symptoms, odd symptoms have uh, started after maybe within a month of getting those uh, silver fillings removed. The other part of it is um, people are like, oh no, I've never had the silver fillings. I always had the white which is obviously supposed to be the safer version. Uh, unfortunately, my good friend who's a dentist, he did inform me that cadmium is the primary metal that is in the white fillings. So when it comes to dentistry, unfortunately, we can't really win. <laughs> um, and then lastly, we deal with aluminum. Aluminum, uh, and don't get me wrong, there are lots of heavy metals. I'm just kind of driving home the ones that we see most often that are also the easiest to kind of understand the exposure because aluminum is uh, in every antiperspirant. And there is a difference between antiperspirant and deodorant. Deodorant is to make you smell good. Antiperspirant is to stop you from sweating. So of course, most of us gravitate towards antiperspirant. And with that being said, uh, that is one of the uh, types of aluminum that we're exposed to, usually for long durations of time. Makes sense. So how do these different kind of stressors, toxins, infections, parasites, how do they create inflammation uh, in the neurological system? 
Well, when it comes to the infections, there are certain infections that have an affinity for the neurological system. And that's why I mentioned those Lyme-related infections. Don't get me wrong. There are other types of infections uh, like uh, botulism, certain types of clostridium, certain types of staph infections. And these are all things that you can easily get exposed to in hospitals. In certain people's bodies, they can definitely create neurological involvement, but definitely the Lyme infections. And everyone is going to vary so tremendously with how this is going to manifest and how this is going to affect them. There are some people that might have those nerve issues that I mentioned before, like sciatica or numbness or tingling, um, or just like general uh, circulation issues. They might have the numbness and tingling in the hands or their hands are always cold. There might be that component but then there's other people that are going to be impacted more tremendously because these toxins or infections are starting to throw off their brain waves. And if they're throwing off the brain waves, that's when we start to see insomnia or sleep issues or um, even just kind of a almost like a running on adrenaline all day. Not manic, I want to say, but it's just you're just run, 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 go, 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 go. And you're just doing that long-term because you can, and then eventually you, you burn out from it. And sometimes that is going back to these massive brainwave uh, imbalances. And the longer duration that these imbalances exist, then you're going to be more at risk for more serious things later on, which is when you either burn out, you're exhausted, you can't get out of bed, or you can't sleep at all. Um, and then even starting to manifest emotional issues that might be depression, anxiety, uh, and even going to the far end of the spectrum of schizophrenia. So if we are experiencing these symptoms and the brain has already been compromised or the neurological system in general, what can we do? So uh, this is something that we have really been working at as a practice because it, was, it wasn't something that we could see fast changes with through the conventional style of functional medicine. And what I mean for those of you not familiar with functional medicine is functional medicine is using very elaborate testing in order to figure out what's going on with the person, what are the deep layers, what are the root causes, and then setting them up with maybe a detoxification plan, different types of supplements, herbs, homeopathy, dietary changes, uh, stress reduction. So it's taking a look at the whole picture and the whole person to give them very specific recommendations that are going to be safe and natural. But when it comes to the neurological system, once that's already involved, there has to be some level of like reprogramming essentially. And that was why we decided to uh, launch a, a brain program here at IWG. And we did this because we wanted to take a deeper look because there were patients that we were working with that the brain was so compromised that that was their foundational issue. There was no way they were gonna be able to successfully heal their gut or detox or fix their thyroid because the brain needed to be fixed first. So we kind of took two different approaches to this. We wanted to have a way of evaluating the brain and, and helping to repair the tissue, number one, and then we also wanted to have a modality to retrain the brain to fix abnormal pathways and to also balance out the brain waves. 
So we took two different um, technologies and we brought them into the practice to, to provide this support. So one is called a bioresonance. The bioresonance scan is something that could be used on the entire body, but I still to this day find it the most fascinating to see the changes it can make from a neurological perspective. And when we use the bioresonance, we have the ability to actually uh, scan the brain. And this is on the spot, which I think is huge for people to understand is we can have these results within minutes. So we scan the brain in order to know, um, is there a problem with certain parts of the brain? Is there actually an issue with blood supply to the brain? Is there an issue with the cerebral spinal fluid? Is there an issue with lymph drainage of your sinuses, of your neck? So the way that that looks is when you have lymph issues is you might have a lot of neck pain. You might press on the sides of your neck and it's kind of tender. You might consistently have swollen glands. You might consistently have sinus issues. So those are all indicators that your lymph is not draining things away from the brain. And it's almost like this stagnant pressure around the brain. So we look at all of these things. We look at the blood flow, we look at the hemispheres, we look at the tissue, we look at the lymph, and then we can actually use the bioresonance to start balancing that out. So after we fix the physiological layer, that's when we use uh, something called a quantitative EEG, which then actually lays out a map and it lays out a map to say, this part of the brain is overactive, this part of the brain is underactive, these waves are abnormal, these are centers of the brain that are working too hard that might be creating anxiety or other types of um, behavioral and emotional layers. And then these are parts that are underactive that are not allowing the person to maybe think clearly or have proper memory. And that then will dictate uh, something called neurofeedback. And the neurofeedback is done over the course of time, but it's something that goes in and starts to balance out the waves and retrain the pathways. And I think the most fascinating part of it is that the changes are permanent. So how long would you have to train the brain in order to really see lasting changes? Depends on the person's age, number one, and it depends on the severity. So what I mean by that is if we have a child who comes in with ADD, ADHD, they might be doing um, you know, anywhere between 10 to 20 neurofeedback sessions after we do the map of the brain. And that they'll probably be perfectly fine with that. And then if we have someone who's coming in with maybe a history of seizures, maybe they have multiple sclerosis, like maybe they have something autoimmune going on in the brain, that is traditionally going to look like 30 to 40 visits. Um, and again, this is over the course of time. This is not something that you're doing within a week, two weeks, three weeks. Uh, you're usually doing this over the course of a few months um, because we want to make sure that we're working the brain well, but we're not overworking it. And sometimes with people, if we do recommend, say, twice a week, they're like, oh, well, why? You know, why, why do I have to come twice a week? That seems often. And we just say it's like going to the gym. If you go to the gym once a month, you're probably not going to see results. If you go to the gym, you know, twice a week, you're going to get some really good results. Uh, what's nice about this too is you can technically train the brain up to twice a day. You have to space it out uh, about six hours apart. So this is really fantastic for our patients that travel long distance for us. 
So we do have um, immersion weeks that people do and that's really, they're gonna come here for maybe a week or two and they just need to get as much done as possible to start to accelerate their healing process. And uh, if somebody is a candidate for the brain program, we will do training up to two times a day. So what can someone do kind of at this point to determine whether or not they're a candidate for the brain program? Well, I would definitely say check out our website and read a little bit more about the approach. But if you really want to talk about your story and talk about your symptoms and have you know, our wonderful client services team really be able to direct you as to if you're a candidate, um, if this is the best suit program, uh, we do do a complimentary 15 minute strategy call. And that's been just so helpful for clients because sometimes a lot of things that you've probably never heard of, you may have never heard of heavy metals, you may have never even heard of a bioresonance, most people have not. Uh, so it allows you to kind of just talk a little bit more about yourself and have them guide you to know, uh, you know, where do you start? Wonderful. Well, thank you, Dr. Nicole. That's really helpful. Awesome. Well, well, thank you so much for listening. And we will be back next week with another podcast. So please check us out at integrativewellnessgroup.com. And again, feel free to set up your uh, strategy call with one of our wonderful staff members. We'll see you soon.